And I said, God, I said, I, I promise. If you get me out of this, I promise you, I won't sell no more crack. I won't sell no more coke. I won't sell no more heroin. I won't sell no more ecstasy pills. I won't sell no more pain pills. I still might sell some weed, though, Lord. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that ugly money. That ugly money. Yeah. Say, it's that ugly money. This is the Ugly Money Podcast. It's about the process of success. Everything between your first dollar and your first million. That's ugly money. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to yet another episode of the Ugly Money Podcast. I am your host, Ugly Money Nietzsche, and my special guest of the evening, <laughs> radio personality. Okay. Business owner. Okay. Father. Okay. <laughs> my brother. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, DJ Flock is here. <laughs> what's up, what's up, Ugly Money? What's up, What's my up, bro? What's up, man? How you doing, man? You good? Hey, man, it's a beautiful situation to have you here, man. Um, we gonna we gonna start we gonna start from the beginning, uh, cause you know I know I'm probably gonna know a lot of these stories, but uh, you know the people need to know a lot of these stories. Who was DJ Flock before DJ Flock became DJ Flock? DJ Flock before DJ Flock. DJ Flock was probably Trap Boy Flock. Okay, that's who Flock was. Flock was that that dude from Belly. Come get down, stay down, get it how you live. That's 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 where I started, right there. Yes, sir. The concrete jungle. So uh, originally from New York. Originally from New York. Born and raised Queens, Farrakaway. Uh, lived all over the whole island from Nassau County, Suffolk County, Manhattan, the Bronx. Only two places I didn't live in New York, and that probably was Brooklyn and Staten Island. Everywhere so, else. So how did you find Augusta, Georgia? Augusta, Georgia, all right, uh, the the lady that my father left my mother for was from Burke County, Waynesboro. The lady that your father left your mother, okay, I got it. I got it, right, okay. Um, Shout out Burke County, man. And um, Burke County, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he was the one who pioneered Augusta, Georgia. Okay. And then years later, we just all migrated, well, I left New York because... Um, in my situation, it was either about to be dead, jail, fiend out. I was going nowhere fast. Um, everybody left New York. My mom's left years prior. Then my son and my my, my first the mother, my my first child, they left. So I found myself going nowhere fast with with this 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 freak thing I had up in New York. And <laughs> all I all I knew was cocaine and orgies and orgies and cocaine. Living and, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell, <laughs> hell of a, a drug. drug. And um, I just said it's time to go, man. So I had to leave. And I migrated down to uh, first I went to Florida. Okay. Orlando. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. Didn't like it. Nah, it was too tourist, too oh, Mickey like Mouse. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't like it. And then I finally um came to Augusta, Georgia, and um just met up with some comrades. Came down and you know met met, met a girl that let me and the whole crew stay in the house. Okay. And what I know you're about to say, me and the whole crew. Hey, uh, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> and, now, um, and then we pitched our tent, man. And then, you know, we was back and forth in New York doing our, we came down here on our belly shit, you mm-hmm. know, just trying to make some ends meet. And then, then I started with the clubs, soundtrack, mm-hmm. first club. And then I started with the clothing stores as well. Yeah. Cyrus's Corner. I remember that. And uh, that was a staple in the city. Staple. I'm talking about staple. You can get it all from tattoos <laughs> to fake jabos to Air Force Ones. Yeah. Some weed out the back. Yes, sir. Cocaine next door. <laughs> pills down, two doors down. It was yeah, whatever you needed. They had and, it at Cyrus Corner. And, and and look, I ain't I ain't I ain't snitching and telling because this is ten years ago, so it's past the statute of limitations. Yeah, so it's yeah. Over with. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's that's. It started out pretty wild, P. I, I can only imagine, man. I remember um I can remember when I when I first got to Augusta, I got stationed there and um these commercials would come on the TV and my girlfriend at the time would always run up to me like, your boy on TV, your boy, because I was trying to be a rapper. And the fact that, uh, you know, it was a rapper on TV doing commercials and rapping on these commercials, I remember uh, it used to infuriate me. Mm-hmm. I was extremely jealous because uh, 
every time you turned on the TV, it was a We Buy Gold commercial for gold. United Loan. Talk to me about that whole era of the We. Because anybody from Augusta knows the We Buy Gold uh, uh, United Loan story. So, so what happened was I was there. Uh, I was doing jingles for for my clothing store, Savage's uh, um, Corner, and for soundtrack. Like I, I had a I had a jingle like. It was like Savage Corner, Savage Corner, Savage Corner, where we got your bowls for less. <laughs> Hit up Jake, come on, let him touch your chest. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. something like that. Yeah. And the guy night alone, he had very boring commercials. Was like gold, old gold, scrap gold, we buy gold, whatever the case may be. And the lady from the radio station, she said, "Do you mind me letting this gentleman hear your commercials because I really think you're on to something?" Mm. And she did. And he brought me to his office and asked me to do two commercials for his establishment. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. So I did it. And I didn't know the revenue that I was bringing in, but before I knew it, I was doing commercials for his store, mm. his son's store. As a matter of fact, he pitched the idea to Mike Hostelo before Mike Hostelo started the rap thing, but he turned it down back then. Mm. A lot of people don't know about that. And then now he's doing what he's doing with the rap thing. But yes, before I, I started out doing two commercials a month to... 15 commercials a month from about 15 to 20 grand a year to about 40, 45 grand a year doing gold commercials with all the bells and perks and whistles that came with it. Yeah. You know? it, so so it, was a, it was almost like a full-time job for you. Yeah, it was a full-time job. You can say that. Yeah, it was, it was something. I, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. The guy told me, he looked me <laughs> in my eyes, and he said, Flacco, we're going to put you on every radio station. Every TV station, BET, MTV, uh, the, the local news channels. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to get paid, right? He's like, yes. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he said, um, um, you could rap whatever you want to rap, as long as it's about gold. It's got to be a minute. Um, we're going to do minute commercials. And I said, okay, that's cool, but I'm going to get paid, right? He was like, yes, you're going to get paid. <laughs> he said, listen, by the time we finish, you're going to be a household name in the CSRA. Wow. I was like, that's cool, but I'm going to get paid, right? right. <laughs> he was like, yes, you're going to get paid. So I don't, I don't think that I really knew what was going on until the first time somebody came into the other store I had, Empire, uh-huh. and, asked for, and, and asked for an autograph. Okay. They came and was like, yo, can I get your autograph? And it shocked me because I'm a dude from the street, like, yeah. autograph. So you know what happened that night? I, I went to my office, and I'm practicing. Like, oh, <laughs> my autograph. Like, somebody yeah. asked for my autograph. So, yeah. but. It, it it um it led its course. It, it it led me to a lot of prom uh, prominent things, which led to like radio. It led to me meeting a lot of people from politicians to activists to judges mm-hmm. to lawyers, and um. But you know you had the scrutiny with it. People would clown it. People would say it's redundant. It's corny. This that and the third. But you know I ain't care. You know why? Because I was getting paid. You know that is. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting paid. So at the end of the day, um. As it all boiled down to it, even I got tired of it. Okay. I, was doing it for, <laughs> I always wondered. Yeah, like doing it for 10 years, it's just like, you know, all my people that's locked up, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I know you're tired of Roman noodles. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. I know you're tired of Roman noodles. So yeah. I just got tired of the whole gold concept. And and um, here came this proposition for radio. Hmm. It was like, we're looking for the next personality. I remember that. And I was like, you know what? That's me. Let me go. Let's, let's go. Yeah. But I knew... The notoriety that I had, I was going to take that and transition that and get the popular vote because it was a voting contest. Mm-hmm. And I took that and it helped me land my first gig at um, Foxy 103 Jam. Shout out Foxy 103. Shout out Ms. Perry, the whole crew over there. Yeah, they, gave me, uh, they gave me my first couple of spins on my record back in the day. Oh, no, no. You know who that was? That was me. Oh, that was you? That was me. <laughs> and I got in trouble one time <laughs> from Chill. <laughs> Cause I played your record back to back. Yeah, yeah. And he called me, hey, you cannot be playing this record. I said, man, chill out, man. Why you bugging out? I think that's why I think they had pulled the record for a minute. Yeah. I was going in on you it. Going too hard. Yeah, I was going a little too hard. But you was my brother, so yeah, I had to. Love, man. So look, I, I want to know about the transition from, you know, uh, the streets mm. to business. You know, uh, you're doing your thing in the streets. You move down south and you start opening up businesses and things of that nature. Where does that mentality come from to take the street business and turn it into a legitimate business? Well, you know, coming up as a kid, I used to always watch my pop. My pop had, like, Mr. Softy trucks. If you're from New York, you know what a Mr. Softy ice cream truck is. He had snack trucks. We used to, we used to walk down the beach 
about 50 blocks and have the balloons. One dollar, get your beach balls here, one dollar. And I'm like a little kid. I'm like, Dad, this is hot as hell. I got to walk with you. But he taught me how to fish. Okay. He didn't teach me how to prepare the fish, though, but he taught me how to catch the fish. No respect. My mom taught me how to prepare the fish. So okay. that's where the business part came in. Because my mom used to sit down and say, okay, you took this and you made that. Now you got that, but you got to remember to take back what you cost you to make that. So what you had to make what you got now, you got to take that money back and go get what you had before to flip it again. Mm -hmm. You can't just, just because you flip it, don't mean that's all, it's, it's gross, it's not net. Okay. You know what I'm saying? At an early age, I was learning the aspect of the game like that. So um, that's why I always had a business mind and always was just very strong, driven, and determined to, to make it happen. And I wanted to leave the streets. Okay. You know, I was always trying to do the Master P, the Jay-Z. I, I didn't want to sell dope forever. I just knew it was a means to a cause, trying to, you know, make it happen. But fell victim just like anybody else. The, 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 the shootouts, the, the, the drug addiction, the incarceration, you know, the bad dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I just, and I could never, every time I get up, it was always a hole in my pocket. Mm. But, you know, that made me go harder. And it happened all the way until one day I found myself being locked up. A lot of lights get turned on when you're locked up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? they, they do. Yeah. And I'm coming back from the A and pulled over and get caught with a, about a, a quarter key of crack. And about maybe a eighth of a key of cocaine. Okay. So now I'm locked up. And I get locked up at the worst time. It's December now. And a lot of people, if you're in the, uh, the penitentiary, if you're in the system, you know that is some of the worst times, especially if you're trying to get bail. Mm -hmm. Because all the lawyers is gone. All the, the judges are out of town. So I'm sitting here. I have no bond. Wow. I got money, but no bond. No bond. And I don't care. Anybody out there, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how much money you got. If you ain't got no bond. You ain't getting out. You ain't getting out. So I'm sitting there, right? And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm mad. I'm biting my lip in the cell. I'm tears coming down my eyes. And I said a prayer to God. And I said, God, I said, I, I promise. If you get me out of this, I promise you, I won't sell no more crack. I won't sell no more coke. I won't sell no more heroin. I won't sell no more ecstasy pills. I won't sell no more pain pills. I still might sell some weed though, Lord. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was being, I was being real. <laughs> hey, you kept it real. But now, mind you, this is back in 2007, so yeah. weed wasn't the way it is now. It yeah. still, still had some charges to it. And then I, I, I repented, and then I had long hair at the time too, and I, I shaved all my hair off. That was my sacrifice. And about maybe 30 days later, I wound up getting a barn. But the time that it happened to me, it it was so excruciating because I spent Christmas in jail, mm. New Year's in jail. Mm. My birthday is, is the 11th of January. I spent my birthday in jail. So I'm like, Yo, you could be doing this over and over for years at a time. They say, my, my pimp brain kicked and said, Flop, you got a million dollar mind mm -hmm. and you out here taking $1,000 chances. Come on. And so then after I got out, um, you know, I just went... Went gun ho. I went to the church first place, uh, trying to trying to trying to find myself with the Lord, and still you know was doing the gold commercials, and um, I just was lost. Yeah, I was lost, and I, I didn't know what to do. And, and then I started doing the management thing, you yeah. know, TK and Cash, and um, I remember I remember hearing you on a, a mixtape, and on this mixtape you said, "God is God rock with a nigga the way a God rock with a nigga." Mm -hmm. And it was always interesting to me how you still were street as hell, mm -hmm. but you, but you, but you put your, you know, you put your faith into the Lord. You know what I'm saying? There were several times that I remember when we were roommates and and the bills were late, and you know it's it's late on the fifth and it's the night of the fourth, and neither one of us had it back then. Facts. And uh, you used to say this saying, and I want to talk about this. God gonna fix it. God gonna fix it. And I, at that time, I used to hate that because I'm like, no, <laughs> we the money gonna fix it. <laughs> and somehow, some way, by that fifth, we we both had our ends of the rent, and we were able to not get kicked out and put on the street. Talk to me about faith. 
right, I'm going to tell you about faith. When I first got out, I went running to the church. Beulah Gold Baptist Church, big shout out to Sam Davis. He, he helped change my life and helped save, save my life from his teachings. So now, I'm not going to put this deacon's name out there because I don't want no backlash from, from nobody that he might know or might mm -hmm. be watching this podcast. This episode is being brought to you by Engorge Rejuvenation Tea, promoting erections, improving stamina, promotes endurance, increases size, and boosts libido. If you really want to give her that pressure, make sure you go to Engorge.com today. E-N-G-O-R-G-E.com. Official sponsor of the Ugly Money Podcast, all-natural male supplement. You're doing very well. But I ran to the church confused. Thinking that when you go to church, you just got to be this straight saint, not doing nothing, straight and narrow. Mm -hmm. So I find myself in Bible study, morning and, and noonday. I find myself in prayer group. I find myself, I find myself all the way in the choir. Wow. And I can't sing. For sure. So, but you know, so, but then there was this one deacon that used to sit right next to Sam Davis in the pulpit. And one day he came to me and asked me, could I get him some weed? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. He okay. said, can, I get, can you get me some weed? Because, you know, I don't need my face out in the street and somebody seeing me get some weed. And then, you know, it'd be a big thing at the church. Because exactly. Beauty Grove is a big church. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, and, and would see him sit next to, to Sam Davis and anybody that's from Augusta, Georgia, anybody from around Southeast region know about Sam Davis, especially if they're in the church realm. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, you know, it showed me that you don't have to be like the straight and narrow, you know, you can still smoke weed and serve God. You still can be who you are and serve God. And that right there probably was the biggest eye opener to me in my whole walk with the Lord. Mm. And even to this day, I just tell everybody, man, just try to do unto others as you want done to yourself. You ain't got to be perfect. You ain't got to, you know what I'm saying? But do, do like this. If, if you married, would you want your wife to cheat on you? Nope. So then what? Don't cheat on your wife. Smart. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the street and, some, and somebody owe you money, but you want them to pay you, right? Right. So then if you owe somebody money, pay them. Mm -hmm. Basically, just, just, just try. That's all. You ain't got to be because you still deal with the flesh. And each and every day, you wake up in sin. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm preaching now. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. But um, that's all. I just learned that, you know, just be you and just just try. Just try to improve each and every day. And that's what I've been doing and st am still doing. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's, it's not um it's not an easy walk, yo. God going to fix it, man. God going to fix it, yo. <laughs> He's going to fix it. Somehow, some way, he used to. Now, um, you got a lot of brothers and sisters. Yes. Um... Dollars. Dollars. He's, he's doing 12 years right now. Free dollars. The fast way. Little dollars. Little dollars. He's incarcerated in, in DeKalb County right now. Free little dollars. Yeah. Your sister. She just came home from doing 17 and a half. Sus free. Shouts out to sus. Uh, and cash. Cash. Yes. Cash. Of the, of the famous group TK and Cash. TK and Cash. Three times in a row. A mind right. All that. Yes. Talk to me about... Because early on, you you had you were very hands-on in his career. I remember seeing you, you know, pushing CDs, flyers out, uh, promoting your brother. Even before they were a group, I remember Cash, seeing Cash all over the city. Talk to me about that situation. All right, well, like I said, when I came home, I was looking to do something different. I was looking to put my, my talents and my expertise and what I knew how to do best, and that's promote. That's to advertise. That's to market. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I was marketing drugs. <laughs> I don't care if I was marketing clothes. I don't care if I was marketing pawn shops. Yes, sir. Was the market. And when I was incarcerated, I almost lost the gold contract because I couldn't get no new content. Mm. And so my little brother Cash, he went to the studio with Bizzo. Shout out to Bizzo. Mm -hmm. And he did a gold commercial. That's dope. And I was listening over the phone. Like, yo, he, he got something with, you know, he got a voice with him. He got a sound. So I said, when I get out of here, I'm going to put my time and my effort behind him. And that's what I did. We hit the road up and down from Florence to, to down to Miami to Atlanta. It was Young Cash. It was no TK and Cash. It was mm -hmm. Young Cash. Mm -hmm. And we did a, um, it was a competition, Apache Cafe in Atlanta, in Atlanta yeah, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Eight-week competition. 
I just think this boy out of school to take him there. Late nights, I I just spend my my clothing money, my rent money, gas money, all you know to cause I saw something in the vision with him, mm-hmm. and so. In the mix of the competition, him and TK did a song called Fruity Colors. Yeah, I right? That. And the reason they did this song, because every time we go to events, they always, like, their family be looking, we be looking. Like, it was always a lot of tension because yeah. they were the two youngest dudes yeah. in the city yeah. making noise. So one day I talked to his brother, SOS. I was like, you know, forget all this, you know, let's Shots come together. Chris. Yeah, and let's, 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 let's make a song. Let's make a, a single. So they mm-hmm. made Fruity Fruity Colors. They performed at Apache Cafe. Cash wins the competition. There's a dude there by the name of Sal. At that time, he worked for DTP. We mm-hmm. didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sal tells me, like, you know, your brother won the competition. So we, at, at this point in time, we're giving artist development deals. Mm-hmm. But if some way you could put him and that other gentleman, TK, that song they perform, if you could put them together, we can guarantee y'all um, a, a group deal. So I'm pissed, yo. <laughs> I'm like, man, all this hard, all this hard work, man. I don't know his family like that. I don't know what's his name is. Yeah. But a uh, dude named Jonathan. Shout out to shout to Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan, man. Shout out to Jonathan. He uh he he told me, he said, Flock, you know, and I was, you know, on my path to finding who I was in in, in the Lord. He was like, What better way than to help one young man get out the hood than to help two? And I was like, you know what, you're right, let's go. And so we all thinking of names and stuff. And I remember this um, this movie called Tango and Cash. Okay. It yeah. was about two cops. And I was like, yo, you know, first of all, y'all about to come lock down the industry. Yeah, it is. And then y'all keep y'all names. Y'all ain't got to, you know, you could keep Cash, you could keep TK. So it's TK and Cash. And that's how the name came about. Started doing their thing. And then, you know, of course, after artists, I love my brother life, but after artists get to a certain plateau, <laughs> they don't want to listen to you no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just, <laughs> they forget about all of the, work, the road trips and the CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They forget about all that. <laughs> he wanted to listen to Shaka Zulu now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's with Shaka now. Listen Shaka, to Shaka. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to Shaka. But um, they was doing their thing, and I found myself sleeping on TK couch. I found myself spending all the money I spent wasn't recouping in time because I thought we had a deal now. We on. We going to make it. Yeah. And I didn't know the ins and outs then. I still was <laughs> yeah. wet behind the ears. So um, that's when the radio thing came about. And I was about to move to Atlanta, but when I heard that, I switched positions. And I said, let me go try this radio thing. And that's where DJ Flock began. There it is. Yeah. Well, um, that's a dope story, man. So TK, TK and Cash, they ended up going solo. Yeah, they did. They did. They wanted them. Um, they. I don't think they ever mentioned why. Well, one reason I'm not gonna lie, and I'm gonna tell all the artists that's out there right now watching this podcast: review your paperwork, y'all. Watch your paperwork. Your paperwork can either help you or can hang you. And they had just the paperwork wasn't wasn't structured good. It wasn't good paperwork. Um, then you know you had the powers that be. You know how it is. Are oh, you the better one? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, you know, this, that, and the third. and Divide get, and conquer. Divide and conquer. And TK has always been more passive. He's been always been like, you know, more like 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 the Michael Jackson. Like he's <laughs> always, he's always told him this. No disrespect to my brother because he's yeah. very talented too. Yeah. But I always t- told TK, Cash, you like it. TK, you love this. Mm. You know, he he's love, eat, sleep. Cash sometimes didn't want to practice, you know. He <laughs> he just wanted, you know, the yeah. money, the yeah. bling, and you know, do his thing. Yeah. But um, so I guess so the 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 people that they was with, I ain't gonna say no names. Um, whoever knows who TK and Cash was with, you know. But they uh they played that divide and conquer role and got in TK's ear. And, you know, then him and Cash would start bickering back and forth. Who's better, la, la, whoop the wolf. So they finally just went their separate ways. And But to this day, they're still good friends. They, sure. Yeah, they, they're real good friends. We all still speak. We all we all um conversate. I mean, I just started speaking back to my brother. I was pissed off. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was mad. I was mad. Not the fact of you didn't come back and give me no money or nothing like this. Yeah. But I was mad just for something simple like this. You ain't even like, you got me on your podcast. You doing numbers. I'm your brother from way back in the day. I appreciate the love and support. Mm-hmm. Them boys, they just had to shout them out on some of their records. My oh. brother flocked this or that. 
people would have started Googling me, yeah, sure. start paying notoriety to me and help me build my brand on radio. Mm -hmm. That's what I was really pissed off. But it started to get to me because I just say, you know, it was more cancer to me than to them. They live in their life. And I just had to let it go and just understand that, you know, you, Flock, you got to remember when you started with them, they was kids. You know, so they didn't really know no better themselves. So, you know, you can't be mad at them. You got to be mad. You, matter of fact, Flock, you didn't have no paperwork. So you, you, be, be mad at yourself. <laughs> Shouts out TK and Cash, man. Yeah. <laughs> you think they'll ever, ever go back and work together again? I mean, the spirit is good with both of them. I don't see why they wouldn't. It would be something real dope. But, um... Only God knows about that, you know. I, yeah. I have I have no idea. I don't I don't even know if Cash still really wants to do music, you know. He'll play around with it here and there. Mm -hmm. TK still you hit see him on features and stuff. Yeah, TK still moving. Yeah, he's still moving. So but but if they do come back together, man, that'd be that'd be dope, man. Shout out to my brothers, TK and Cash, man. If y'all come back together, please just shout me out a couple of times and some of the records, please. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you know the dope thing about uh, your place in, in Augusta, uh, I remember, is you were very, very skilled at getting people deals, at least like a lot of the deals that came out of that city you had, you know, you were a part of, from, from TK and Cash to Tikaboo. To Tikaboo, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was another guy named... Uh, I forget his name. Uh, P. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I was a hype man for 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 a summer one time. I always wanted to know how did P. How did you get P. Nice his deal? Okay, well let me tell you. Because I really didn't know. I just I just was supposed to pull up at a restaurant one day and it was already seemed like it was already written in stuff. Well, well, let me tell you about P. how. P. Nice is me, by the way, y'all. Just in, a long time ago. Yes, yes. So how did you get me my deal? Because I don't recall the story. Well, well, first of all. I got You got to give your own self some credit because you got yourself your deal, right? Okay. You know, I just was the messenger. There it is. You know, but at that time, I knew Duprano. Okay. Shouts um, out dude. From, with Tikabo, because he was messing with Tikabo a lot. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he was my brother. You know what I'm saying? And your work ethic was, and still is, tremendous. And Duprano at that point in time, he was asking about artists in the city. He was looking to put some money behind the artists. And, you know, I think he mentioned Trouble. R.P. Trouble. He mentioned Trouble. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah, man, it's this dude down here, Pete Nice, man. Like, I mean, he got, and that's when we was pushing never running out of money. <laughs> and is. I was like, nah, this dude is tremendous with the clubs. He's tremendous with, with his work ethic. Like, you know, and so he was like, you know, you sure? Like, let me let me meet this dude. And yeah. Basically, I just, I, I didn't really have to force feed him. I just had to really just show him what you, what you was doing. How you brought the party out? How you brought the crowd out? You, if y'all don't know P. Nice <laughs> oh, from Augusta, Georgia, <laughs> this dude was doing Yo Gotti numbers in the club. No deal. No single or no major. I mean, talking about like, this dude was tremendous at promoting, branding himself. Um, his, his, his work ethics with his music was tremendous. And... If you are anywhere near Augusta, Georgia, all the way out to Washington, <laughs> all the way out to yeah. back out to Aiken, this dude right here would have the crowd. And I so, didn't want to pay him. You, oh, yeah, that's you, really what it was. That, you know, and that's I what did, I didn't want to pay your guy for thirty thousand dollars back then. I was like, I, I, I'm just trying to make thirty thousand dollars on my own. And and <laughs> and that's what it was too. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I used to, I used to tell you, I'm like, come on, why are we gonna bring an artist? Why for what? <laughs> and you, you really would. You you would bring them out. And I mean, I mean, nothing like I've ever seen before. Nothing still even to this day. No disrespect to none no of the respect. promoters in the city. You know, there's some real dope promoters in the city, but I give it hands down to um, Philip Harris. Yeah, we had we had a nice little run, man. Shouts out P. Nice, man. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. <laughs> I remember what happened to that guy. I was coming home today. from 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 the Wiz one night, and I get this call from P. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yo, bro, bro. I'm about to change my name. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm about to change my name. What, what you what you think about ugly money? I'm like, bro, you sure? Like, and that's how it happened. You know what was funny about that situation is I remember getting a call from you about going to meet with uh, you know, push management, Ball and G and, and Dubrano. Um, and I remember I had had so many false starts in, in music. I had a, a situation I was supposed to get signed to Interscope with another record before and a situation with Koch and everything had always fell through for me as an artist. Um, so I, I, I had kind of like a bad taste in my mouth. I mm. was like, you know, I don't want to talk to nobody. And, and I kind of had the mentality where 
I don't need nobody, don't want to work with nobody, da 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 da, da. And uh, because of the fact that I had been let down so much. And so when, uh, when, when I got the call from you, I was like, well, um, you know, I wasn't really, really feeling it at first. And uh, they, he, I remember he told me, he's like, yo, they want to buy you dinner at Carabas. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at my girl at the time and I was like, oh, yeah, they buying dinner. I was like, you want to go eat dinner, baby? She's like, yeah, because we was going to go to McDonald's. I okay. was like, well, we go to Carabas. And so I was like, free dinner. And I went. That's why. That's why. Oh, I went. That, that's what it I was. I really went because they had uh, some free dinner. And I was just like, well, i at least get a dinner out, out of it or whatever. And I ain't got to pay for Carabas because I was going to take us to McDonald's. And, uh, you know, one thing I, I have to give Dude his flowers because. He he believed in me when a lot of people didn't. Shout out to Duke. And um, you know, he he had the foresight to see. I th- I believe he had the foresight to see what I, you know, what I was gonna grow to become or whatever. And, you know, I really appreciate those guys and they always have my utmost respect because they showed me priceless things in this industry. They 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 introduced me to people that I still have relationships with. So, so shouts out to push management and Duprano, man. Real talk, man. I appreciate them. So let's move on. I, I I thought it was the uh the um the, the the suite that he had got us when we was in Miami. Yeah, that was fire. That was fire. Right? No, that was the first. I really started feeling like a rapper. I remember like, I remember like staying in like three. Oh no, no, hold on, hold on. I'm about to tell you. Oh, pa- pa- pass me my bag right there. Pass me this bag right there. The, the green bag right there on the side of the chair. Pa- pass me that bag right. I'm, I'm gonna tell you if anything that you have learned from do. Yeah, and 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 this is. Uh oh. This, 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 this was dude's staple. He's the always tell you. <laughs> yeah, to get in trouble about that. He's the always say. I know what you about to do. Hey, keep your damn make sure you got your frames on. Shout out to Duke Randall, man, because make sure you got your frames on, man, because you never know. You never know when paparazzi gonna take that picture. Man, dude was such a cold dude. Man, he was so he was so smooth. He was like, hey, but young blood. Yeah. Hey, young blood, keep them, keep them dark locs on. I'm like, man, I can't see in the club. I don't want to put the glasses shades on because I can't see in the club. He said, hey, young blood, you don't need to see them. They just need to see you. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's some cold-ass shit right there. <laughs> Dude gave me a whole lot of game. Right? <laughs> yeah. but, but boy, man, I'm talking about that man. Was He was adamant about me wearing some shades. And I remember MJG still to this day, even all those years that I was with Ball and G, I have never seen G's real eyes. He's always had shades on. Yeah, I've never seen his real eyes. And I was r- moving around with them four or five years, and I never seen his eyes. So, uh, yeah, man, shots, once again, man, shouts out to DePrano, man. It's all love. I appreciate you man, I appreciate everything, man. I gotta get them guys they flowers. So let's let's move forward. Uh Cyrus Corner, mm. managing TK, well, managing cash, uh selling dope. Yeah. Can't forget about on the road, little root, too. I was on the road. Shouts out little root. Shouts out little. That's yeah, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of different hustles. We buy gold, boy. Yeah, facts, facts, yeah, facts, yeah. That was now we 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 we're we're into another era. Mm, 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 mm. Here we go. And it's uh it's 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 remarkable to me because I remember years and years ago you being at the flea market and selling shoes. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? You went uh your queen shots out Jess, man. You know what I'm saying? Being at the flea market early on Saturday, I was still in the you know we was roommates back then. I was still sleeping in the bed. Yeah. I was just getting back from the club, and you getting up in the morning, burning one because that's what <laughs> that was my alarm clock. That was, that was you know what I'm saying? Up. And you burning one. You heading out to the flea market to sell shoes. But now we've uh, we've gotten to a point where you have built a shoe empire. Right. Uh, yeah, first, shout out to my queen man, she helped me. Yeah, shout out, shout that's out, my best, shout that's out. my better half. You know we got uh, champs and kings. Facts. Kicks out there in Carolina. And now we have the newest, hottest shoe store in the CSRA, Kicks USA. Talk to me about that transition, man, of of just upping that game and and, and getting, you know, engulfing yourself in the shoe culture. Okay, okay, all right. I'm going to tell you about that. Let let, let me back up a little bit to the flea market. Okay. And I got to give my um, my flowers to my queen, Jessica. That's our Jess. I used to still be doing radio, doing the clubs. Mm-hmm. And we had moved from the Thompson flea market. We got closer and closer to the city. We got to the Augusta flea market. 
And I come out to the flea market with a hangover. And and she had a table set up, looking all nice, helping people and stuff. And I had already proposed to her. Wow. But at that point in time, I knew that was my wife because it's not just about, and listen, gentlemen, it's not just about looks and sex and all that. It's about can you build something with your queen? Mm. Can you can you build an empire? Can can the, the main thing I saw right there is that if something happened to me, she still could hold it down. There it is. Can your queen hold it down if you go got to do some time? If you got to go uh, be deployed? If you got to go drive trucks? Can they still hold it down and hold it down the proper way and not have Tom, Dick, and Harry? God knows who's up in your crib. You feel what I'm saying? So that's when I knew that was my wife. Now, we started with these shoes. We started with the shoes because we were selling some jewelry, and it wasn't selling. Okay. <laughs> at all. It was a flop. So, so this is how you get into the shoe business. This is how I get into the shoe business. Yeah. I'm going to a dude um, by the name of Maurice. Shout out to the, the retro store. Okay. And he uh, he tells me, I'm in the shop asking for if he want to advertise on my radio show. <coughs> so I'm looking at some shoes and... Some of them new, but then I'm looking at these pre-owned shoes, 250, another pair of pre-owned, 300, two, 240. I'm like, yo, yo, Maurice, are these are these used? He's like, yeah. I'm like, 250. He's like, yeah, man, that's that's the that's the thing, buy, sell, trade, and now mind you, this is back in like 2018. So I'm like, what? And he's like, you don't even know what you got on your feet. And at that point in time, I had on some Toro fours. All my shoe heads, you know about Toro fours. And he was like, yeah. You could get about two hundred dollars for them right now. The condition they're in, and it was like, there was beat. It wasn't even like, yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. So he wanted if, if if we was taking it back to when I first came to Georgia and somebody fronted me some dope, he fronted me my first bit of dope for the shoes. There it is. Ten pair of kid shoes. So we started with that, and I saw it doing good. I started hitting Facebook Market, buying the shoes, cleaning them up. Started leaving shoes at the shoe guard. Shout out to shoe guard. Shout out to Theron. You know what I'm saying? He showed me some things in the shoe business too as well. And so I'm down there and I'm thinking about, you know, he asking me to be a partner. So I'm like, yeah, okay. But one thing with me, man, at that point in time, you know, I was I was 40 years old. I'm telling my age now, but I was 40 back then. And if anybody out there, if you're 40 and you're prominent and you're, you're strong-headed, you know you can't be micromanaged. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just sure. not gonna happen. Sure. And so I just found a lot of that going on. So we just went our separate mm. ways. No, no bad blood. But I never forget um, Cyrus's corner, and then I had Empire too. I remember that. I gave all that up because I got it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so now I'm walking back up and down in front of shoe guards, and I know I'm about to leave. And I'm like, well, what I'm gonna name the store? And I'm talking to my spirit. My spirit is like, take it back. Start all over. I was like, what you mean? It's like, think. And I was like, Cyrus's Corner? It's like, you're on to something. Think. I was like, all right. Cyrus's Corner was named after my first son. A lot of people don't know that. So I'm like, some name after my son. So now at that point, I got Champ and King. So I'm like, King's Kicks? Mm, I'm like, I can't leave Champ out. So I'm like, King's Kicks, Champ's Kicks. I was like, Champ's and King's Kicks. There it is. Champs and Kings kicks with Champs and Kings kick it. Let's go. <laughs> and, and my spirit said, now watch me help you this time. I said, what you mean? All the time I'm thinking the spirit has been helping me throughout my journey. He said, no. All I was able to do back then was help protect you. Mm. I couldn't help you because you was doing the devil's work. But now you're doing it the right way. I'm going to protect you and I'm going to help you. No less than two years later, we got Champs and Kings Kicks. A year and a half after that, we got Kicks USA, where we kick it the American way. Over 2,900 square feet, man. The, the probably, probably one of the, the nicest upscale sneaker spots in Augusta. Facts. And I'm just saying that, just humbly speaking. Facts. And no. whatnot. No, it is. I can say it. I don't kill God. He can be humble. Hey, that it killing everything out there, <laughs> motherfucker, boy. <laughs> Fuck Foot Locker, nigga. <laughs> Hey man, so um, let, let, let's let's talk about what you got on this table, man. You got a lot of exclusive. You got some heat over here, man. You got a, uh, 
And and that's the thing about like you know kicks kicks USA. They really have things that we might have missed. Yeah. Things that never came our way. Yeah. You know, exclusive, very rare drops and things of that nature. What you got on this table, brother? All right now, now I'm gonna break it down to y'all. Now, see, I started with the pre-owns, but now I do a lot of brand new as well. Now, for anybody in the shoe game, if your money ain't right, don't try the brand new market because it's a costly market. The pre-own is where you want to start at because you can sometimes triple your money. Say, for instance, you could buy a shoe for like $30, sell it for $90 easy. Mm. The brand new shoe market, you're going to spend about two, $225, $250. You only make about maybe $40, $50 on top of your money. Mm. But, you know... What got to me one time when somebody came into the store and was like, oh, no, in fact, they didn't come in the store. So I'm at the gas station. I gave him a flyer. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come down and check out your little sneaker store. And I hate when anybody say anything I do is little. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. He was like, yeah, but you know, I, I don't wear pre-owns and stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, I said, well, I, I, got, I had a couple of pairs, about five new pairs of shoes. I got a couple of new. Oh, well, I'll come check it out. But yeah, I, I just can't wear no pre own So I'm like, okay, all right. So I look, I saw his car outside. I said, that's, that's that's a nice Nissan right there. What what, what is that? That's, that's like a 2016. It's like nah, that's a 2012. I was like, oh, oh but that's pre-owned, right? Hmm. Mm. And then I said, well, let me just ask you something. I ain't, I ain't being personal or now. You you got a girl? He was like, um, well, no, I hit him with this. I say, so you, you got a you you got a house or something? He's like, I got an apartment over in what's his name? Mm -hmm. Apartment over in um such and such place. Mm -hmm. I was like, are you the first one in it? He was like. Actually, no. Nah. I said, well, that's pre-owned, right? I said, well, let me just ask you something. I don't mean to be personal. Don't take this the wrong way. I said, do you have an a, a old lady, a girl, a wife, fiance? He was like, yeah, I got a fiance. I said, oh, that's dope, man. How long have you been together? We've been together about seven years. Oh, that's just, congratulations. I said, this is one of the little, I, I said, I said, let me ask you this. I said, um, by any chance, did you did you take her virginity? He said, I said, well, guess what? She pre-owned too, dog. <laughs> 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 he had to really think about it like yeah. so, so everything else you got is pre on. But see, you know what? That's what messes up the stigma of us, our black culture coming up. You know what I'm saying? We get so caught up in the name, the hype, the brand, and and then even when you can get the name brand, oh, but it can't be pre on. You know, I can see you got a pre on shoes all wobbled up and rocks at the bottom, but nah, yeah. we gotta stand it. And I where we at, we get a pre on, it's it's shampoo inside out, top to bottom. I mean, sometimes you can't even tell it's a pre on shoe, you know what I'm saying, unless I told you. But um, I just get on people about with the pre-owned with the with the pre-owned thing. So now with the brand new stuff, let me come back to where we at. Right now, right here, if you know about this shoe right here, this this the Panda Dunk, y'all. This the Panda, Panda Dunk. dunk. This the, the high top though. The low top was a real hot seller. This is the high top now. It's becoming to the fall, you know. And 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 mind you, some of the stuff we got on here is not even nowhere near. This is just some of the C yeah. C class stuff we yeah, got. Yeah. Okay. This right here, you know, this is this is the Allen Iverson. This is the classic shoe. This is the yes, blueprint, sir. though. You're not gonna find this. Nah, nah, you're not gonna find this out right now. Right here, you got the pollen. You got the pollen ones. And anybody, I'm gonna give you a point of advice. If you go buy some ones and they laced up, they're not real or they're pre-owned. Because when ones come out the box, they come just like this, unlaced. Just to give you some 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 point of game. And now we got something for the females. You got some um some some low lavender low ones. You got some homage to um to home. Um, these are females now, mm -hmm. but, but men wear them too. And I'm gonna tell you this: any man that you wear a ten and a half or a eleven, you just go up a size and a half for the for the females. Okay. For, for the females, my bad. This right here, you know, this is coming out right here. This 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 that that cherry eleven. If y'all don't know about this, you're going to get to know about it because it's about to hit the, the shelf real real soon. Okay. And then, hold up. and I, I'm not even going to lie. Hold on. I got some exclusive. Oh, you got some I got, I'm on, I'm on. This right here, I give a big shout out to this gentleman right here. That right there is the Air Kai. Now, a lot of people say it looks like a Jordan 1. It got the silhouette. But you know but you know what? It might look like a Jordan 1 with the silhouette. But that new Corvette, it look like a Ferrari, don't it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't messing with them, right? Leave Air Kai alone. Black brother from Jersey doing his thing, yeah. making a living for himself, helping provide jobs for other people. Y'all leave that man alone. They, they, they took it to court. A judge saw that this has a lightning bolt. Nike got a check. They had to leave it alone, man. So shout out to Ed Kai. Y'all go support that brother's doing big, big things, man. And you can get this at our store, too. We have the most selection of Ed Kai's in Augusta, Georgia. Probably maybe in the southeast 
Well, I won't say Southeast region, but I know between here and Atlanta, maybe, we have the most selection of air cars. Come check us out. 3435 Riceboro Road. Kicks USA. We'll be kicking the American way, man. For real, for real. <laughs> hey! Did you get some engorged rejuvenation tea yet? If you really want to please her, if you really want to give her that pressure, if you really want to have that power, then you definitely want to pick up some engorged rejuvenation tea. All natural male supplement promoting endurance, stamina, uh, libido, and size. Because size matters, right? Of course. So go to engorge.com and get yours today. What are you waiting for? Get out of her DMs and get, never mind. It's that ugly money. Pick up your engorge. Kicks USA. Now, one thing I'm going to tell them this, yeah. though, P. All the stuff we talked about from the street flocko to Cyrus's Corner yeah. to Champs and Kings to the radio. One reason. Same thing with my brother right here. We have always been able to stay relevant. You have to keep reinventing yourself. Facts. You have to reinvent yourself. Because something is going to become old and tired of doing. Even the artists become businessmen. Look at Nas, Coinbase, you know, Jay-Z, sports athletics. You know what I'm saying? You have to keep reinventing yourself, and that's the only way you're going to stay relevant. Because, hey, you can't sell dope forever. Nah, facts. I'm going to tell you that for real. You, you got to grow, or the world going to grow without you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's one thing I always... Um, I always did. I was never scared to change. I was never scared to grow. I was never scared to evolve. Because what I didn't want to become was a dinosaur and become extinct. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of people always think that, you know, you do one thing in life and this is going to be that one thing or whatever. But, you know, life's going to throw you some curveballs. And, you know, like I'm doing a podcast now. I yeah. never thought 10 years the ago. The biggest podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pause. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, life throws you. Life is going to throw you some curveballs, and, you, you know, it's, you got to be able to hit them out the park. You Thanks. know what I'm saying? Well, I thought I was going to be a, a super huge rapper, mm -hmm. and then I turn around and become a way more successful manager, A&R, than I ever was as a rapper. And so all the things that I learned as an artist helped me, you know, construct this company and being able to do services and things for artists, you know what I mean? And that was just another curveball, and then, you know, I was on... FM radio, and, yes. You know that situation met it ran its course, and then I, now I'm here doing a podcast, and you know we got one of the biggest podcasts in the southeast. You know, what the I mean? biggest <laughs> pause. I try to be humble. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> be, be, being you don't work there no more. Can 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 I can I? You ain't gonna get no trouble. Nah, 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 be, nah, be, nah. This gentleman, <laughs> when I went to start radio. Now, I know Fats, if he ever see this, he's going to get mad, kid yeah, Joe, Fats, all that. Fats going to cuss me out. He used to sneak me in to Power 107. Sorry, kid Joe. And show me how to work the board. Sorry, Miss Mo. So I could prepare for my competition at Foxy 13, man. So I got to give my brother some love because he never was a hater, always a congratulator, always uh, an yeah. elevator, Shout and he helped me in so many ways, man. So I got to give him his flowers while he's here, man. Well, you know, at that, at that particular time, given if they if they found out about that, I would have been canned immediately, right? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like helping the enemy. Um, but what how I saw it was that, you know, we were roommates, and I was yeah. like, well, if I'm over here, you could be over there. And then we got it all. Yes, right. You feel what I'm saying? And so if I got a situation or I know something that I can uplift my brother and help him help himself, and in turn, eventually for him to be able to help me, Facts. then it made all the sense in the world. You Facts. know what I'm saying? And so I think that's what brothers and sisters these days need to understand. Like the crab in the bucket just don't go in the bucket. Yeah, nah, you feel don't. what I'm saying? Like, it don't be scared to, because there's enough out here for everybody. If you dope and you got talent or whatever it is that you do, you you there's going to be some money out there for you if you work hard. And you win longer by empowering others yeah. because that makes your reign a little longer because guess what? Now they got they run yeah. and they're a product of you. You know, Little Wayne would not 
be still Lil Wayne as he is if it wasn't for Drake and Nicki Minaj. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? Where, you know, even though he's going through his label troubles, here he goes, he can always hop on a Drake record. I always hop on a Nicki record. I always hop on this record. And so, you know, I've always tried to pride myself on, hey, man, if I know where a bag at or if I know where some knowledge at that you that you may need, hey, man, I am not going to hold that information. I am not going to crab and, 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 and be quiet. Hey, bro, the bag over there. Yeah. Or, you know, the info that you need is over there because if you a solid individual, it's going to come back to me tenfold. Okay. And it has, you know what I'm saying? So, man, shouts out, man. Shouts out. It's meant for you. <laughs> meant for you, though. Nah, facts, man, facts. Let's talk about married life before we get out of Woo! here, man. Because, you know, you, know, you, 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 uh. I'll take a shot on that. Hey, man. <laughs> you, uh, you, you are, you, you, you inspire me, my brother. You know, that one day I may be able to find, uh, the, the, the right one, you know what I'm saying? The lady that is, uh, going to be right for me to take, you know, that long trip home with, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I remember the first day that Jess came to the house back in the day and, uh, I never knew that. I, you should tell me though. You should tell me that's. I, you might have just been playing, but you probably the ones that spoke it. Yeah, you should I, tell me. You was like, "Flock, that's the one." Yeah, I didn't. But you know, know I, I didn't know that you was gonna take it there. I didn't know you I, really gonna. I think you just had the one because she used to bring us food from from uh, Old Charlie's. No facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so was you, that was real. That was real. Yeah, it was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had a cute sister or, or cousin or something back then too, mm. or whatever. But. Um, yeah, and they say no, that's another story. But uh, nah, you know, but the thing that I did see about her was that uh, her demeanor. Yeah. Her demeanor was one queenly. You know, yeah. it was queen like. It wasn't uh, you know, groupie-ish. It wasn't hood rat. The club can P nice get me on the yeah, VIP it was, list. It was never that. She yeah. always had a, a queen like stroll about her, and you know what I'm saying, and she you could just tell that she was just an upstanding woman. What what where where does a man when does a man know hmm. that this is the woman that I need to marry? You it's it's just gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks. Mm. Like when I proposed to her, I proposed because we was on our second child, and I told her, I said, you know, I don't know where it's gonna go, but if anything, you deserve this ring mm. as me proposing to you. And then when I proposed, but like I said, when, when um, I, I'm gonna say this real quick because I remember when I, we first met, I should tell you, I don't know, it's just something about her accent. I can't. <laughs> you like, man, you better, you better leave that alone. But when I came out there in that day that I saw her conducting business, mm -hmm. and you know, she didn't need me there to set up. She didn't, you know, she came out ahead of time, all set up, ready to go, looking pretty, of course, you mm -hmm. know. And just conducting business and just I knew that I could build something. Because, you know, usually when you get in relationships with people, it's usually like, oh, well, what I got to bring to the table, what they got to bring to the table, or are they just with me for who I am or what I got. Mm -hmm. But when you see somebody that's going to get it out the mud with mm -hmm. you, when you see somebody that's that's going to, when you see somebody that's going to sit out there and, and, and now the barnyard flea market now, this is an outdoor <laughs> flea market, y'all. This ain't no indoor. This yeah, ball is hot. <laughs> when you see somebody that's going to sit up there and going to complain about her hair, her nails, and going to grind with you and get out the mud and, 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 and then, then go home and take care of the boys and cook breakfast in the morning, it's like you'll be a fool. You know, you'll be a fool when God presents you with that better half. And you'll know. You'll know. Like, you know, I know some people now are like, man, well, maybe that's the right one. If you got to say maybe, if you got to say maybe that's the right one, then maybe that's not the right one. Okay, maybe it's not the yeah, right yeah, one. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you will know. Yeah. I'm, and I'm going to tell you this because you see this on my neck. Now, this is on my neck because I almost lost my life earlier, um, 2022. Bad car wreck, the 7th. Uh, cut me open, took out my spleen, broken neck, broken back. But when I woke up in the ICU bed, 30 staples in my stomach and my wife holding my hand, she was my wife already by then. But if she wasn't my wife by then, the first, and I'm not ashamed to say it, the first 45 to 60 days, she bathed me, she fed me, she brushed my teeth, she put my clothes on, she wiped my own ass, yo. You find a woman that ain't your mama, your auntie, your grandmama, that's gonna wipe your grown ass, smell like shit, 
Dog, that right there, I'm telling you, if that ain't a keeper, I don't know what is, man. And we was already married by then, but still, you know, you would hate to be out there single. Come on. And you got to need somebody to wipe your ass. Come on. And then you call Keisha. <laughs> Why don't you call Tori? Had Tori do it. <laughs> Had Tori wipe your ass. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, man. Shout out to my married um, people out there, man. It's and it's just not an easy road. You know, you have ups and downs, but it's what you make it, man. You got to, even with your marriage, you got to reinvent your marriage too, you know. Role play, you know. You know, you just got to get kinky. He, he taking it there, y'all. Yeah, you got <laughs> You got to, you got to, what's the name, man? You got to just. You just got to um, remember how you get them is how you keep them. Okay. So whatever you used to do in the beginning, don't stop. And that goes for the females, too. I would always say, happy wife, happy life. Okay. And uh, an older lady, one day in the mall, she was like, no, young man, let me tell you, happy spouse, happy house. Okay. I said, I like that, because it goes both ways. Mm. So it's just not about you making the woman happy. It's just not about the woman making the man. It's it's, it's a bond. It's... it's um. What's yours is hers, and what's hers is yours, and um, it's a beautiful thing, though, especially when you when you feel that you got it right. You never have it all the way right, but yes, sir. you can feel it. So, shout out to my my lovely wife Jessica Townsend. Shout out, baby. Jess, man. Shout out, Jess. What up, sis? Hey, man. Uh, you briefly talked about uh, the brace around your neck. Uh, I remember Matos called me. It was late at night or text. He called me and was like, "Yo." Flacco had a car accident, and I was like, well, what's going on? And he's like, it doesn't look good. Yeah. And uh, it scared the mess out of all of us. Mm. Uh, let's talk about that night. Let's let's go back and let's 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 uh, discuss what what happened. January 7th. Picking the kids up from school, about to go buy some shoes. Got a good deal on some Hyper Royals. If you're in the shoe game, you know what that shoe is. And I'm eager to go get the shoe. Going to the Champs and Kings to get the money to go buy the shoe. Guy runs a stop sign. T-bones us. Boom. Hits us. I'm out for a minute or so. Come to. And I can't move. I sit there for a second. I, I wiggle my legs. I wiggle my arms. But I can't move. None of this. Wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, God, no, God. Please, no, no. And... um. I didn't know it at the time, but my wife told me that my son, Champ, I was unconscious for about a minute or so. And she said that he was, get up, Dad. Get up, Dad. And I was like, you was telling me, get up, Daddy? He was like, no, I don't call no man Daddy. I call you Dad. Right? This is Champ now, right? <laughs> he was like, get up, Dad. And he said, God got you, Dad. Wow. And I came, too. And... um. I couldn't move though. I sat there. The the paramedics came. Um, y'all gonna hear more about this because I was racially profiled. Racially profiled and just just not exist with the police. It exists with the medical field too as well. Um, they didn't help me. They didn't put no seat collar on me. No stretcher. I told them I couldn't move. Get on out. You get on out. Come on, get out. My stepdad had to help me get out and walk to the ambulance a hundred feet away. The cop, mind you, the cop. He telling my wife that he could give me a ticket because I had a Georgia license. And we, if anybody know North Augusta and Augusta, it's yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And then I got a business in, in Georgia. So long story short, you're not to worry about me saying I can't move, I can't walk. You talking about a ticket. Wow. And the guy ran a stop sign and hit me. Was in the wrong, not intoxicated, picking up my kids from school, had my kids in the car. And you talking about a ticket. And I damn near and paralyzed. I get to the first hospital. Doctor rushes in, comes, cuts off my clothes. Whoa, doc, what you doing? I just had a board of, uh, matter of fact, shout out to Montos, I had a COS jacket on. <laughs> Hot new jacket, like 270 I paid. <laughs> cuts my jacket off. So he tells me I got a broken neck. So I'm scared. I'm like, doc, you know, I got a broken neck. You know, is everything gonna be right? Yeah, you know, you just gotta keep the seat collar on. So 15 minutes later, he says, um, you can go home. I'm like, Doc, you say I got a broken neck. Like, when you think of broken neck, you think of paralyzed, you think of dead. Thanks. So I'm like, Doc, can you keep me overnight? I got insurance. Doctor looks me in my eyes. Nah, you'll be all right. Here's some Percocets, some muscle relaxers. Keep your seat collar on. Call us Monday. I go home 
And come to find out, I'm bleeding internally for a day and a half. Wow. I go to the bathroom. I'm first thinking it's gas. This pain comes above me. I, I go to the, the couch. I fall out. I have a seizure. I urinate on myself. I wake up to some more paramedics. Because my wife asked me. She was like, you ready to go back? I was like, yeah, but let's just go in the morning. I'm just so cold. Next thing I know, paramedics is waking me back up, saying we're going back to the hospital. I get going back to the second hospital. I hear my wife talking to the paramedics. They say, Mrs. Townsend, what happened? Well, he passed out once. Second time he had a seizure. He urinated on himself. So I'm like, damn, baby, you ain't got a lot of them. I'm like, you know, I know you, you got to be serious to get in the ambulance. But, <laughs> yeah. So I feel down there. I'm like, oh, wow. shit, I did urinate. Like, what's going on? I get to the second hospital. My hemoglobin drops from 14 to 4. I have another mild seizure. I'm, I'm cold. I don't know what's going on. So now here comes the second bunch of doctors come rushing in. Um, Mr. Townsend, they asked me this. Are you Jehovah Witness or are you have any refusals to any blood transfusions? Hmm. Now, if you're in the doctor and ever come and ask you what your religion is, you know there's something about that. Serious. Serious. So I say, uh, no, nah, doc, I ain't Jehovah Witness. But even if I was, I ain't today. What's going on? <laughs> so he says, there's some real bad bleeding in your stomach and we have to get in there. So I'm like, what you mean, operate? They're like, yeah. Oh, so now I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home now. I say, Doc, you can't um, send me home. I promise I'll follow all, all Doc's rules. I won't move. He looked me straight in my eyes and said, Mr. Townsend, we could send you home, but you won't make it back here. At least alive you won't. He said, you have about four to six hours to make up your mind. That's how bad it is. So I didn't have time to, to prepare, to pack, to think. All I just thought about was my family, the businesses, my wife and the kids. And and I just looked at him, I said, you're going to put me to sleep? And he said, of course. And I said, let's go. And then I remember counting backwards to about eight. And I just remember waking up at ICU with 30 staples in my stomach, my wife holding my hand. And uh, like, you know, the other part of the story where I couldn't walk. I was in the wheelchair for a couple of months. Um, my neck injury was so bad that um, my wife used to have to hold my head to get a shaper, a taper, like take this off. She had to hold my head. Uh, like I said, I couldn't wipe my own ass, feed myself. And it was so bad that I couldn't even go to physical therapy for about five months. Before I could even go to physical therapy, my neck was, it was that bad. And throughout the whole journey and everything, the thing that hurt me the most is that none of the lawyers in the area want to take the case. None of the lawyers, and the, the, the lady that I have now, my paralegal, um, God bless her soul, Miss um, Mary Lou, she said, Mr. Townsend, I think you need to get in touch with NAACP. Um, she gave me some other activist um, organization. She said, but racial profiling does not just exist with the judicial system. It's also in the medical field. And for me looking at your record from the first ambulance ride all the way to the first hospital bill, they sent you home to die. Wow. Like, I really think you was racially profiled, and I really think that you should contact somebody with the NAACP because no attorneys around here is going to take the case because they're in bed with one another. And so that's the part where I'm at right now, fighting it, and it brings tears to my eyes because oh, I could just imagine not waking up that day, you know? I can imagine my, my wife trying to wake me up, and my boys see me sit there, and I'm on the couch, and I'm dead. You know, and the, the the thing that gets to me is just not even about me. It's about it's about for the people that don't make it back. Right. It's about for the people that their wife ain't there or they go in the room and go to sleep and don't wake back up. And that's what I'm fighting for. That's what I'm fighting for right now because I could do all this stuff for the community and, you know, I do it out of the kindness of my heart so I don't look for nothing back, but I'm a God-fearing man, pay my taxes, don't cheat on my wife. Amen. Take care of my kids. Wear my seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get justice for somebody to even take the case. Like, you know, I'm not saying I'm looking for millions and millions of dollars, but I shouldn't be paying for no... It's still getting me for hospital bills. Wow. I shouldn't be paying for none of that. My wife taking off work, behind on the mortgage and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it just hurts that, you know, when, when you live for your community and you fight for your community, not just for the people in the streets, but for... 
the politicians, because I didn't help some some politicians or some some sheriff get into office from me helping them broadcast on my radio show, whatever yeah. the case may be. But there's no justice back, and it's just a sad thing. Anybody out there that's watching, that if you ever been profiled, not just with the police, but with the medical field too, fight. Don't give up because you never know who you might be fighting for. It might just not be for you. It might be for the next person. That's who I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for everybody out there that don't have a voice, that don't have a big brother like Ugly Money that has the biggest podcast in the world, <laughs> like a million lawyers about to call right now and find out what's going on. Fight because you never know, even not your life, you might be saving, but you might be saving somebody else's life that has kids or has a family that might not have woke up that day and. You know, I, I could imagine now, you know what I'm saying? My my big brother just getting that word, like, you know, your brother. Yeah, he scared us. Yeah. He scared us. Yeah, but. But you're here, brother. I'm here. Thank the Lord. Hey, man, Thank man. Thank the Lord, I'm here. Hey, man, before we get out of here, brother, uh, first and foremost, man, once again, appreciate you coming down, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of you, dog. I'm proud of you. I'm all, proud all of you, dog. That's all the one things thing we, we pick up each other, man. <laughs> you know, I'm proud of you, dog. And I, I know that uh, Kicks USA is going to be, you know, the biggest, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, you're on your way. Please let these folks know where they follow you at, where they can get some kicks from you, where they can get some shoes, where they can holler at you, where they can get on the radio. All the things that you got going on, please let them know. I bet you can follow me on Instagram at DJ Flock one That's DJ F-L-O-C-K, the number one. That's DJ F L O C K, the number one. You can also find me on 979 The Wiz, Monday through Friday. I'm switching my hours, P. It's going to okay. be midday. I'm going back for midday oh, okay, now. Okay, okay. No more nighttime. It's going to be middays. Oh, you can find me at Champs and Kings Kicks with Champs and Kings Kick at 1832 George Avenue, right there in North Augusta, South Carolina. Or catch me at Kicks USA. Where we kick it the American way. Yeah. 3435 Riceboro, right next door to Chuck E. Cheese, right across the street from the mall. And, you know, just keep in touch with your boy because I'm still out here. Even though, even though I done changed, I'm a God-fearing man. Yes, sir. <laughs> still keep it on me. <laughs> Don't trip. I'm letting you know right now. Don't let this deck brace fool you, okay? <laughs> Hey, man, you can follow me on Ugly Money Nietzsche. That's Ugly Money, N-I-C-H-E. Remember, the bigger the dream, the bigger the risk, the bigger the payoff. This episode is being brought to you by Engorge Rejuvenation Tea, all-natural male supplement, man. It promotes erections, improves stamina, promotes endurance, increases size, and boosts libido. Make sure you go to Engorge.com. That's E-N-Gorge.com to get yours today. Or follow him on Instagram at EngorgeXL. Shouts out to my brother Stokes, man. Flacco, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, man. And uh, one of these days, you know, say you got to come to the house and make that that famous spaghetti of yours. Oh, yes, I will. (laughs) I will do, man. It's been the Ugly Money Podcast with DJ Fly.